Hi guys, Dan here. Uh, if you're a sports fan, you've probably heard about Kobe by now, uh, especially given that this episode has taken a lot longer than I intended to get up. But it's been a rough week in the sports world. We'll have more to say about it in a future episode. Just be kind to each other. Hug some people you love. That's really all I've got right now. Uh, for the time being, this is our Super Bowl preview episode. Uh, we, as always, do this really just to try to make people laugh. Hope you enjoy it. Hope it helps ease your mind a little bit. No intro music this time. I'm just going to toss it straight over to a slightly younger version of myself and D. Take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all around the world, we give you another ripping edition of the Dan vs. D Sports and Stuff Podcast with the initials DVD, as in DVD player. I'm your player, D with two E's, and always beside me, whether to my left, to my right, and he's also headbanging to like my whole shtick here, is... It's Dan with an A-N. Dan the man he can. uh, What's going on, buddy? It's been a while. It has. (laughs) I like each episode to invent some new inaudible shtick that I do to try to mess with you during your intro. Uh, Inaudible. uh, Is that inaudible thing? uh, Are you calling audible? Oh! (laughs) I feel like inaudible audible has got to be like a weird hipstery rapper. Man. Like on SoundCloud. Dude, yo, you should have, dude, do you have a SoundCloud page? I do, yes. Okay, you saw um, your music on it? Uh, it? Like demos and stuff, but okay. uh, you know, I'll definitely distribute on it, too. Yeah, drop the um, album, yeah, drop your album on I'll there. I'll become a SoundCloud rapper. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, you, uh, you can make hip-hop beats. If you remember, um, uh, SoundCloud was our hosting provider for the first year we did this show. The first year. Um, <laughs> year one. Before we switched over to Podbean. Pod Shout Bean? out Podbean. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Podbean. Put some ads on my podcast and give me like 30 cents. Uh, so, you know, in, uh, in the sports world, uh, there are several different types of games where uh, large muscle-bound men either throw a ball around or chase a ball around or dive on it sometimes they kick a ball sometimes they kind of gently kiss it into the air from their fingertips and it goes through a hoop um so yeah that's what's been going on in the sports world no what's been uh what's been in the news lately that's caught your eye well actually um yesterday like i was kind of i was marking out so hard last late last night because like um Zion Williamson made his uh, NBA his official NBA debut regular hey, season. Did you watch it? I did. Like I watched uh, watched a good chunk of it. Like uh, like for they had him like playing about what ten minutes, like 10, yeah. 12, 13 minutes between, between the first three quarters, which was like eh. But like in the fourth quarter, he like did something ridiculous. He scored like seventeen points, in, like three and a half minutes. Wait, really? Yeah, because he kept shooting three pointers from the top of the key and making them. He hit four threes in a row. Oh my god! And like they're like feeding him in the post a little bit. He was showing his athleticism a little bit, getting Damn. layups and stuff. Like wow, yeah. And then like that's the, incredible. And then the coach took him out, like w- kept wanting to call timeouts or something, or like try to sub him out, but he couldn't because the action kept moving in, or he would get fouled and shoot free throws. And then eventually he took him out of the game. And when the game, he got them back in the game, right? Like they, he actually had him like up one. Then the coach took him out because I. Like, they say there's no pitch counter restrictions, but come on, 
that they were playing as if they did not, as they, they had some major trainer wheels, and they end up losing the game because like that just killed momentum. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, they definitely, I'm sure, had maybe not a hard number, but they were like, yeah, we don't want to mm-hmm. push him too hard, and also yeah. like knowing his personality. You know, I'm sure they were like, yo, he's getting really, really into this. We probably need to pump the brakes on him a little bit. So he finished uh, the game with 22 points. It was the most points uh, debut for a, Pel- a, a, play- a Pelicans rookie. So, yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. I think I was, it's. I was in bed and I was like, yes, yes. Like, like, Casey's, quietly. like Casey's beside him. I'm like, yes. Like, this is awesome because I was waiting all night for something to happen because I was like, eh, about like, because uh, uh, it was things were going slow. And I was I'm like, yes, I was just straight up marking out for him. So, go That's ahead. That's awesome, man. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I, uh, I think it's, I think we're, I think we're like, we're good on the like, is he going to be a star or not? He's a star. He's going to be a star. I just can't wait to see what happens when they put him like on a full schedule. Yeah. You know? I mean, they could freaking make the playoffs after the just god awful start they had. Mm-hmm. So like, because I think he played under twenty minutes late uh, yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> obviously he's not going to do that in like all of his minutes. But man, I mean that's a team with some like legitimately good players on it. Oh and, yeah, they're, they're really good. You know, Dude, Brandon Ingram. Right, Ingram has become like suddenly a great scorer too, he, and well, he was always a great scorer. He just had to get out of like you know L.A. and like the work, the the constant worry of like getting traded. There's uh, there's <laughs> writers, there, there's writers like uh, Kevin O'Connor that are coming in with like the sort of hipstery take that he's actually better than Ben Simmons now. Uh, oh, which, Brandon Ingram, yeah, I mean, because you know they were he, drafted like he, within a couple picks of each other. Well, he has a jump shot. But I mean, whatever. <laughs> he I, has a jump shot. That's neither here nor there. And Ben Simmons has been awesome lately. So like, whatever. Um, didn't didn't but, like the coach want him to take like one three a game, and then he he still wouldn't do it. He still won't do it. Yep. <laughs> can can him and uh, Embiid coexist? Because uh, I remember me and my brother my brother uh, was ta- me and my brother was talking, and uh, he said like, yeah, like one of them has to go. Because like Ben Simmons, because they kind of come in conflict with each other. Because Ben just needs to have like the middle not plugged up, so he can like do whatever he wants. They like, both kind of want to operate in the same place. They both want to break down the defense in the same way, and it the spacing stuff doesn't work as well when you only have like three guys on the outside and two dudes just kind of both clogging the paint at once. So and, and plus like Embiid is still playing like what old like he's kinda like a testament to like the old school in a way. He can shoot he shoots more three points and makes more three points than uh Ben Simmons, which that ain't hard to do, but still he's 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 he takes a couple threes a game, I think. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. And um But he's but, not but he's, he's not a back a, to the basket guy and right. like, that's not really what the league is. Yeah. And and beat is not, you know, he can shoot threes, but he's not, you know, Clay Thompson out there, you know. So he's, I'm not he's, asking to be, uh, ask him to be that. Like I want him just to be like, you know, if you can like, uh, if you take three uh, threes in a game, and you hit one of them. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean is, in terms uh, of if the Sixers are say gonna say, okay, it's Ben Simmons' team. What essentially they need an Embiid spot is they need a shooter. Not, to your point, not someone who's going to clog the paint. Uh, mm. And I don't know. I mean, I almost think you, like, maybe do some experimenting with, like, massively staggering their minutes. Uh, but, yeah, I just, 
I think it's like we keep twisting ourselves into a pretzel trying to like galaxy brain our way into figuring out how this will work. And I think the the answer is the simplest one that it's just probably not I don't I don't want to say not work because they're a good team, but you get the sense that both of them are not quite they're both hitting like 85-90% of their potential. You mm. know, and it's frustrating. It's it's funny how like literally even when the Sixers are good, there's still consternation because they're not better. You know, <laughs> like and, consternation. Ooh. And you know, <laughs> that's a word to take it way the fuck back. You know, that's what the fuck you take on when you decide to do something like the process. Uh, when you go to that level of blatantly losing on purpose for years and years and years and years to get all those draft picks. Every single moment of the competitive window that results from that is going to be hyper-analyzed, over-analyzed. Everyone, anytime you lose, you're, it's going to be like, the sky is falling. Was the process worth it? They may go through all of this and not win a single championship. They probably uh, won't. After all that, literally after asking their fan base to check out for like five years. They had Jimmy Butler, and then that didn't work. And then like, and, uh, I, I like Tobias Harris. He's cool. <laughs> and... Uh, not to beat this horse completely dead, but, but losing on purpose is the goddamn worst, and I want it out of sports forever. Please, for the love of God, as a fan, do whatever you have to do to the rules to make it that so that teams don't lose on purpose because it's terrible. I can understand like one or two years to try and get a higher stop, but doing it for like a half decade or something, that's that's exhausting for like a fan base and for the players who are actually trying to, you know, you know, make a career and stuff and you're just asking them, okay, well, you can play, but yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to be stuck in the mud while we just try to look for the future, which would be like five years from now. That's what I. That's the problem I have with. I don't. I don't mind like a team like if they purposely stink for like a year or two. You know, like in football. I mean, you get the number one overall pick if you if you suck that bad. You know. But you saw. You even see the the result of that in football this year, where the Browns were not able to just immediately flip the gears and say, okay, we're a winning organization well, now. Well, because it's the Browns. They always do that, though. Well, <laughs> they, they always botch it, man. My point is, when you're like a freaking moribund, cellar-dwelling uh, franchise and all of your employees are used to losing, you know, from the coaches to the, you know, guy that works in the friggin', you know, that answers the phones, you know, like, I, it, it's like it hangs in the air, it's like you a know, stench yeah. that cannot be gone away. <laughs> and I'm sure for any of you that have worked for a company that maybe has low morale, that's oh. the effect it has on people. Oh, no. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? You like, don't want to be there. Why when, should I break my back right. or my neck for something that is not going to matter anyway? And when you're getting yeah. into a minor car accident every week because that's your job, you're... You might not want to stretch out for that extra yard. I mean, mm -hmm. we're we're in like galaxy levels of, of hot takery here, but I just I genuinely think there is something to that and I think okay, here's the take. I think the analytics side of sports basically treats like people's brains and the sort of mental mm -hmm. physical or the mental emotional side of sports as non existent. Because there's no way to quantify it, there's no way to Develop an algorithm that's, you know, maybe says, 
you know, Brandon Marshall has BPD. How does that affect his performance? You don't know. There's literally no way to have a stat that you, measures that. You don't know, but like the analytics looks at people as if they're like numbers on a page or like or looking at it in an aspect of like if they're a robot like a machine statistics and stuff that right you don't take in consideration of like hey this person is playing terribly because like their mind isn't it because you know hey there's something going on with their family or something like that right you can't yeah you you don't know what pe- people are humans first man but a lot of times that human side just goes out the window it's hey did did they did they make the plays or did they not? And right. that's it. <clears throat> and that's sort of my point about the Browns and just sort of my general my general antagonism towards tanking in general is that when you decide we're a losing organization, it that mentality just hangs in the air and it's sort of all around and I just that's just not it's not good for an organization no, to not. go through and, that. And they and they fucked up um uh, OBJ, man. Yeah. They fucked him up. <laughs> and no, cuz look, I mean he, you know, OBJ was was swagging out and now look at him. Right. And he's uh, didn't play well on the field and had issues off the field and you know there's all kinds of yeah, it's just we're we're kind of going from topic to topic here, but That's all good. But but I think that's a point worth making and uh I I am going to rage against this sort of like the machine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to rage against the freaking machine. Uh, you know, this sort of hyper-optimized, you know, BS. And it's why I honestly, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, so, like, I enjoy rooting against Philadelphia. But I'm also rooting for Philadelphia to fail because I just enjoy the fact that all of that suffering was for freaking nothing. I deep down want and, them to win something because of, like, the as long time as that took for them doing all that losing. And plus... Like um, my dad's team was the was the 76ers, so fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was that's why it was funny either way seeing either them or the Raptors go. Uh, um, what, what was that? The um, that was that was was that to the uh, to go to the finals? No, that was the so that, that was, was the that to was go to the Easter. conference finals. Yeah, uh, or whatever. Yeah, the um, do do yeah yeah do. do. Oh! <laughs> So that sets our Super Bowl matchup. The uh, Niners. The Niners and the Chiefs. Um, Do you say Niners or 49ers? I say the 49ers. Okay, the 40, I'll say, um, okay, 49ers. How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, the Titans not being in the Super Bowl, like, aside, you know, if, like, I really wanted that for, like, my girlfriend. And plus, it would have been nice to, to see the Titans be in there. Tighten up. Tighten up, man. Tighten down. Tighten down. <laughs> uh, Titan fall. As much as I love to hate the Chiefs because they're so damn good, the you can like there's no argument here. The two best teams in the league are in the are in the Super Bowl. No real no real flukes or anything like that. Like um, I think I, there's a real argument that the Ravens should be here. I still would have them losing to Kansas City. Really? Yeah. Like honestly, I I don't think it was a big fluke with Tennessee. I think their youth kind of caught up to them. So like this whole definitely kind of started to come unraveled a little bit in that game and made some pretty bad mistakes. And Tennessee just was the better team. Yeah, like it wasn't no uh, ah, 
what, what was that dude's name? Um, wasn't Kyle Williams. It was like this one guy. Remember the guy that uh, muffed that punt? It was and Kyle Williams. Kyle, You're talking about San Francisco years ago? Yeah. Yeah. That was Kyle but Williams. He didn't have fluky plays like that. Like, That's I think true. a lot of those plays, the teams that won in the uh, – a one in the playoffs, I guess, with the exception of the Ravens. Pretty, pretty much the team that was supposed to win won. Tennessee was a surprise, but it. But when you look at the way they were built and the way they operate as a team, like I don't make it out as this miracle season. I think they got hot at the right time, and they played in the way that I knew they could play back in the regular season. They were just inconsistent, but they just kind of pulled yeah. it together, but then ran to you know, a wall of a team that was better. The two best teams are in the Super Bowl. That cannot be argued. Like with exception, with the outlier of being um, the Ravens, but again, yeah. But Chiefs, number one team in the. Uh, well, that's right. They weren't the number one seed. But, no, they were the two seed. But, but and in they, terms they, of their, they accomplished uh, that because of Brian Flores uh, trolling the Patriots. So true. There you go. So either way, though, with that offense and stuff, they're the best team in the AFC. Yes, I agree. And then with that defense. Best team in the NFC. Yeah. So, best defense, best offense. Last time that happened, wasn't that like, um, didn't like the the Raiders have like a high flying offense led by Rich Gannon, and yeah. then they got destroyed by Tampa? <laughs> it's true. Um, did the Giants have like Kerry Collins that year, and they ran ran up against uh, uh, the Ravens, and they got stomped by their defense? No, that wouldn't have been. Oh, no, that was 2000. 2000. Yeah. They had Kerry yeah. Collins. <laughs> yep. What do you think? Are Dude. you are you happy with like are you happy with the teams that are in there? Like or do you wish like, you know, the Ravens were there or do you or are do are these the teams? Are you satisfied with these teams in the Super Bowl? I am. I I as I said, I feel like people just a little bit Kind of started to go to sleep on Patrick Mahomes just a little bit. I did. It's cool to see him getting his props in the big game and getting all the media attention. I got a little tired of Ravens hype there towards the end, honestly, because it just it just got to be a little too. They're revolutionary. They've changed the game, and it's like. And then Mahomes like, hold my beer. It's like. <laughs> I don't know that I go that far because I don't know what other franchise can replicate what they're doing. Don't he look like a curly-haired you know? like uh, Stephen Curry? Especially, he looks like a like a total dork when he like has that curly hair. He put that a- AFC Championship hat on, and he's like, like holding the yeah, got that dorky smile, and, and then hold that trophy. No, the commercial that he's in with Polamalu, where he has the little hand fan. <laughs> that is funny. That's pretty funny. I, I am. I'm a little. I'm kind of a fan of him like that. Super Bowl champ. Twice. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, we, ha- we we have to have some cheesy ad to replace our long-lost, beloved Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, James Harden's face ad. Because uh, I, I miss James Harden's face. You know, uh, I had a song that I featured in that episode, one of my songs. And when I re-recorded that song, I decided the official name of that song is James Harden's face. <laughs> And so, like, when I ultimately, you know, I might at some point, like, do, like, a nice little compilation album of all the music that appears on this show. And when I do that, that song, you can pay, you know, 99 cents for it on iTunes for a song called James Harden's Face. You know what would be awesome? If you, like, release that that shit to iTunes, and then, like, the James Harden is, like, going through iTunes, like, 
why is there a song about my face (laughs) and he downloads it and he shares it and it goes viral and then before you know because you know if if james harden was to share something on social media that that uh, that name dropped him think of like you will be swimming in some dough or like he'll like at least like maybe he'll give you like an all expense paid trip to go see a Rockets game or oh, something. Oh hell yeah! Like <laughs> yo, Russell Westbrook quarter. Remember when he like airballed like a layup or something, and then he like missed a like he missed a dunk, or he like like airballed like the, on the other side like a three point. Like he played like one of the worst quarters he ever played and stuff like a couple Oof. weeks ago. <laughs> but yo, James, frequent listener of the podcast, if you're listening. Uh, yeah. Yeah, check out my song that I wrote about your face. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for this game. Like, it's it's been... I'm trying to think. I mean, it's been a little bit since there's been a, a Super Bowl that I didn't, like, specifically have, you know, Patriots rooting interest in. Yeah, uh, I don't have to worry so, about, like, getting my blood pressure up and watching the team. I get to see, like, friendly competition between two teams I'm not, like... My livelihood is not invested in. I have friends that are like fans of each team, so like you know, I oh, can. Oh, Zach, because he because uh, he from he he comes from he hails from San Francisco. Yeah, former podcast that uh, whoa, former podcast guest Zach is uh, is a 49ers fan. As I think he talked about in that episode because he had a Joe Montana football somewhere. Yeah, no, it's it'll be an exciting game. I I don't know that I have a lot of like schematic themes necessarily i generally genuinely believe that it's basically a one-two toss-up between andy reed and kyle shanahan as to who's the best play caller in the nfl so i do think that uh shanahan and like garoppolo i think has proven to be like a serviceable quarterback i don't think he he will if if the game is being put in his hands i don't think he can keep up if the game if the game becomes a shootout it they won't win they're not going to Um, win but I do believe that if the score is in the 20s, low 30s, that Shanahan can scheme Garoppolo into having some success against that Chiefs defense. Because here's the thing. Or, you know, potentially with the run game, with that just Raheem Mostert going Mostert, crazy. Mostert, yeah. Uh, I hate that for Tevin that, Coleman, uh, though. He got carded off the field. That Yeah. Get well soon, buddy. Um, but, you know, that sort of famous Shanahan family uh, zone-blocking scheme that made, like, Ruben Drones a star for a year or two. Ruben Drones. Now, that's the name uh, I haven't heard in yeah. a while. Ruben Drones. Plus, he wants to wipe that, that nasty taste out of his mouth from, like, the whole, uh, you know, botching of, like, uh, yeah. that Super Bowl against New England. I will say, I mean, some of that does fall on Shanahan because of his sort of kind of weirdly still aggressive play calling towards the end of that game. Uh, but mm. frankly, of all the principles involved in that game, he's the only one who since has been able to like wash the stink off uh, because of his success with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, so I guess I'm, we'll see what happens this time around. Maybe he'll uh, he'll be smart and mm-hmm. not do that. I mean, like the way I see it, it could go two ways. Like I see either the Chiefs will like do Chiefs things and like put 40 or 50 on these guys or... It's going to go the way of um, of what Seattle did to the Broncos. Remember when they had the historic season? And then like they then they uh, went up against Seattle in the Legion of Boom, and they just destroyed them 40-8. to eight. I could totally – I could see that happen, especially – And Richard they Sherman. Actually, they actually have a pass rush. 
Yeah. And like Nick Bosa, dude. Yeah. That, that dude, guy's the that guy is, And they got a good oof. secondary. Uh, and, yeah, um, Richard Sherman is back and I think cementing a Hall of Fame resume with mm-hmm. his play this year. Plus, I don't... They have been playing really good, but I think this is when that Chiefs defense is going to hit a wall. I yeah. really do think that. Because, like... Who they like outside of like faced off against Derrick Henry? Who they really face off against that can run the football like uh, like the like the Niners? And the only reason why Tennessee had to like they had to just abandon the run because you know hey their offense was their yeah. defense like for the Chiefs. But did the Chiefs play the Ravens this year? Um, I think they, they did. did. I think they lost because they were held to like twenty four points or something. Because I mean I think that's your comp. Uh... Oh, they no, they no, they won. won. They yeah, won. that was one of the that was uh, one of the two games that they lost this year, uh, but they did put up some points. So fair enough. Um, but yeah, it, we're not gonna we're not gonna go back and analyze but, the week but three game. They, but but a lot of times, if they've been held to like twenty four points or less, a lot of times they lose those games. The only yeah. time they won really was like New England. Yeah, because we and, just did not have an offense. And I mean, <laughs> case in point, I think that proved that that team can grind out games if they need to. Um, but they don't they want prefer, to. They prefer not to, but <laughs> they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so love we'll see. see. I would love to see Jimmy G get a ring, but like I'm less like uh, thrilled because of like you know like uh, it's like uh, John Lynch and them and stuff. Like, do they deserve rings or something, or are they like are they like tr- are, are they like trash to you, or like are are they undeserving of being in there, or you know? Cause How like, so? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still like salty about the whole like, um, you know, uh, saga with with Harbaugh. Yeah. How that, got, how that what the GM was the GM or the president's ego? That it was just like it was the president. Yeah, uh, his ego was just like um, kicked him out and stuff. I forget the and Harbaugh hasn't been name. the same since, man. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, no, I, the funny thing is I made fun of their their hiring of Lynch. I really did because I was just like, why are they hiring this like dorky former player and, and uh, commentator? Yeah, right. Yeah, the guy for like I don't know. I just have memories of Matt Millen, so you know. But but, but, but Lynch had nothing to do with the whole Harbaugh situation. So I no, give him, I it's give not credit, and they actually turned things around. And nor does Kyle Shanahan for that for mm-hmm. that matter. And so. you know. More than any other NFL GM is, you know, they're not the ones who decided Kaepernick isn't there, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. And all that. that, too. That's uh, I'm feeling salty about that, too. But, but whatever. But Lynch, know, is, they, Lynch is good. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I need to eat some crow over that because he, they have turned this team around in a very short amount of time. Um, because it's also worth noting that, like, so two years ago, remember when they traded for Jimmy G midseason and they were, like, Oh and eight, or had a really bad record, and then they won like five or six in a row with Jimmy G. And then they decided, uh, and they got him paid, and then he tore his ACL the next year. Well, those games were basically all shootouts. Their defense was horrendous that year. So like, they turned that around in a hurry. And you know what? Um, you know what helps with that? Like uh, a generational talent, uh, uh, a generational pass rusher, and Nick Bosa. Yep, it's amazing he's, how much that kind of ripples throughout your defense. He's a rookie. And he's that good already. Who's better, uh, Nick or Joey? I think Nick had the better season this year. Yeah, but keep in mind, rookie year though, like uh, yeah. Joey had a pretty good season. But Nick is in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I 
I think that's too close to call just yet. Yeah. Um, and also the poor Chargers. Anyway. Poor um, Chargers. Did you hear, like, uh, speaking of Chargers, you hear, like, um, uh, the Buccaneers are, are possibly scouting uh, Phillip Rivers? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! Jameis Winston, thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions does not instill confidence, man. But uh, anyhow, that's um, you know, along with Vinny Testaverde's uh, thirteen touchdown, thirty-five pick, nineteen eighty-eight season, I think the Jameis Winston thirty thirty is going to be one of those things that like. 20 years from now, some kid like me is going to stumble across on Pro Football Reference and be like, what the hell? How did this guy start a whole season? <laughs> is it going to be your son? <laughs> Who knows? But uh, uh, it, this, it writes itself on us. We'll get back to the Super Bowl stuff preview. But like, he can literally have a 30 for 30 written about him, about his 30 for 30. <laughs> What if I told you that it was possible, like, that you could have, like, what if I told you that this show was about, like, that this episode of 30 for 30 was about a 30 for 30? <laughs> Damn. But, you know, so, no, one of my favorite memes about that was, because, um, you know, in baseball, a 30, a 30 and 30, or a 30, 30 season means 30 home runs and 30 steals. So they put him on a graph with a bunch of baseball players who had 30-30 seasons this year, and we're like, yeah, man, look at all these players who had 30-30 seasons. And uh, it was pretty funny. And they <laughs> someone, like Someone did that? Someone yeah. put, oh, man. Um, anyways, yes. Uh, so it sounds to me from your analysis of the – that it seems like you're leaning 49ers. Am I premature in saying that? He, um, yes, in a way, yes, uh, because I wish they could have won that Super Bowl when they were like that one pass away. Remember when uh, the uh, the game with the power went out? Yeah, and then that ball was knocked away. One last, one last, pa- one more <coughs> pass defense, and um, and that was the difference between them winning and losing. The and funny thing is, uh, I that was, was the game that got. Uh, I'm sorry, that got. Um, you know, Joe Flacco, like, overpaid <laughs> and crippling the Ravens for a and, while. Yeah. No, uh, the uh, I was so salty about the AFC Championship game that year, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> I just hated Baltimore so much. Oh, yeah. Because that was the, like, game where they knocked Stephen Ridley unconscious and stuff. Uh, dude, that, uh, my Facebook memory about that came up the other day. Uh, where I made a post post, like lambasting Baltimore for celebrating around a clearly unconscious player. Uh, But anyway, whatever. Um, (laughs) I, man, I was such a hot take machine in 2012. Uh, (laughs) And well, like, well, now you have a platform for those. It's true. (laughs) But I wish we could like go back in time and podcast for some of the crazy things that have happened over the years. Man, Um, we could do like a retro episode. We just, Go back to 2012. Like, like, you know, when you sit and watch those, like, you know, 1991 week eight episode of NFL primetime, we'll just do an episode and pretend like it's, you know, I don't know, 2006 and we're watching, I don't know, the that weird playoff game where Chris Sims uh, threw a touchdown pass to Edel Shepard that wasn't 
and uh Lito Shepherd and uh Sean Taylor spit in Michael Pittman's face. Ooh. I have these like vivid memories of this just completely inconsequential playoff game from like 14 years ago. You know what I want you know what I would uh, time travel back in time to like uh, for us to do a podcast 2004 with the brawl in the palace. Oh. My God. <laughs> Agreed. Rod and freaking co-signed. Oh my Rod God. Artes. You can just see the guys. Like, you just see the guy as he as he just sees like this. Ron Artest is charging up the up the stands. You can see, oh shit! And, like he's mouthing that, and then the, he gets the wrong guy. That wasn't the guy that threw the bottle. He was getting ready to, to punch him, and someone pulls him back. And then the guy that actually threw actually throws a sucker punch at him. And then I think like um, oh, what was another guy came in like for the Pacers comes in and just throws like a haymaker on him. <laughs> Anywho, we're, oh my god! Should go watch that video after this. We we will. Um, um, but I want the Niners to win because, uh, like you know, Zach, and um, plus you know them like exercising demons like that. Yeah. The last Super Bowl they were in. Plus for Kyle Shanahan, to, you know, they finally get that you know that that Super Bowl blunder like you get know some, off get his some back. respect. But put some respect on his name. But as we as a thing about it, i i really do want andy reed to get one yeah like i mean they they will be back next year and the next year and the next so, year but of these andy reed need i think i think uh i say like the niners window is like less open than like uh, cuz of how stacked the nfc is yeah i but agree but i think the narrative will not leave him alone until he gets that chip yeah he's come close had heartbreaking uh, seasons it's, after heartbreaking season, and now this is his chance to finally win it. You know, it kind of reminds me of another guy that I always unapologetically uh, cave up for, uh, Mike D'Antoni, who for years and years and years he's never won a ring. None of his teams have ever won rings. He's, he hasn't even been to like the. Uh, his, he hasn't even been to the uh, yep. the, uh, the finals. Yep, and so <laughs> you know. His system was very revolutionary for its, like, 2006, he had the Suns, you know, just trying to get as many high-efficiency shots as possible and jacking threes all so the time and all warriors. that. Yeah. And, like... Sean, uh, like, what, Sean, um... Dang, what's his name? Uh, Sean Marion. Sean Marion. What's on those teams. Yeah, yeah, his weird shooting motion. <laughs> uh, and uh, don't forget Amari Stoudemire. Before um, his knees exploded. But the point is, like, for years, the there was sort of that same reputation that, like, his system makes for great regular seasons and playoff collapses, which is just stupid, boring, lazy analysis and not true. Oh, no. And they did have the 27 consecutive three-point misses. He was he was under that helm. But <laughs> how many times are you going to bet on that happening? Seriously. None. Like... Like, Rockets fans don't have any right to bitch about that because, you know, because of that, because their team freaking missed 27 threes in a row. But, like, <laughs> I don't think that's an indictment of, of D'Antoni's system. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's an indictment of, like, wow, they were tired, clearly, and, you know, they... Maybe that was a result of D'Antoni's shortening rotation in the playoffs, as he's notorious for doing. But, you know, like, I don't know. I... I always think that's just kind of a silly narrative to pin on guys. And I think Andy Reid was the same way. You know, his teams were known for being very pass happy in the 
Eagles year being very and, good in the regular season, but like and you know there there's that old again generally untrue sentiment that in order to win championships you need to have you need to play good defense and run the ball. And, you know, we've seen teams pass their way to championships since then, and we kind of know, okay, no, if you're transcendent enough, it doesn't matter. But But defenses, but uh, a well-timed defensive play can change the the landscape of a game. Oh, yeah. I mean, like Dante Hightower strip sack. Oh, it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, No, no, it's not to say that defense doesn't matter, but you know what I mean? That's sort of very old school, you know, you have to have a feature running back and a road-grading offensive line, and that's how you win is by having him have 10, you know, 20 carries for 105 yards in the playoffs, you know, and it's like, no, you don't automatically win if you do that. But what about 10 carries for 27 yards? Well, that doesn't win playoff games either, as as proven. Um, but, but but yeah, like a good defensive running game. What does that was back in two thousand? <laughs> yeah, but yes, I I I would also like to see Andy Reid get his. And that's the thing. Like, I'm kind of cool with either outcome. I, yeah, I, I am. I I don't know. I almost feel like what we've seen from the Chiefs' offense recently is just so unprecedented. Can they be stopped? That I almost feel like I have to give the edge to them by default. Because of just, I I don't know how you stop that. I don't know, like, because what's happening is teams are pretty much doubling Hill on every play now, just about. But then you or can't at least, double Kelsey, and then they least, got Hardman. Or at least helping over the top <laughs> on his side of the field on every play. And he's still getting loose sometimes. And on top of that, now you have, what are you doing? Are you having, like, your nickel corner cover Kelsey? Who's going to get bullied around, or you have going having a linebacker cover him? Who's going to be outrun by him? It's it's the Gronk problem, uh, you know. But oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. And you know, and on top of that, I mean, Mahomes is also mobile and is able to, you know, he's not certainly not a burner by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a huge part of his game is his ability to move and like like Rogers did in his prime, like move around and create windows to throw the ball to. And he's his legs are fully healthy now, and so it's like he, he's like the Death Star. He's like fully operational now. He was playing like Madden, like in the AFC Championship game, because yeah. like they were it, he would have like eight to ten seconds to throw the football when he extend plays. Because I remember seeing one where he like scrambled to like he rolled out to the side and then to the sideline, and then like he was pretty much taunting the defender like. Hey, I'm coming up. And the guy is literally coming up. So it was kind of like Madden with the AI defense. You're scrambling and kind of drawing his attention just enough. And next thing you know, he throws it to the guy that he literally, that defender just literally left for a first down. So, I was like, you just yeah. literally play like Madden and just treating him like an AI defender. Yep. Okay. Oh, are you coming to me? Yep. <laughs> and Russ does that a lot, too. That's a big part Who? of his game. Russ. Yeah, um, but Russ uh, just plays backyard football. Yeah, man. yeah, it's amazing how he's able to do that. But so I texted D during uh, during the Houston game when the Chiefs went on that run, and it was like you just knew every time the Chiefs got the ball that they were going to score because that's just how bad Houston's defense. We want is. the ball. We're going to score. Can't hammer this home <laughs> enough. How bad freaking Houston's defense is. Anyway, we want the ball. Uh, We're going to score, and they would do and, that. And uh, it's like Larry Bird. I'm gonna shoot from right here. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna shoot from right here, and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. 
That's pretty much what Mahomes yep. did to them. But I, I, <laughs> I texted D and I just said, like, you know, when uh, when it was the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, I think last year, the year before, when they literally were just like, we literally are so powerless to stop James Harden that we're going to have a defender basically stand behind him to stop his step back three and try to basically <laughs> encourage him to drive to the basket because that's at least fewer points. <laughs> like that is pretty much the point that Houston was at, at that point. I remember. That they probably should have just been in prevent on every play and said, you know what? If you have a 15 yard dump off to the running back every time, at least you're not scoring in two plays. It, yeah, it at least it's been taking beneficial. time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it, it would have been beneficial just for them, like, because, like, <laughs> the Titans were kind of wanting a little more victory because that first touchdown, it took them like five and a half, six minutes for them to do it. But then yeah. eventually, two minutes. Three minutes, two yep. minutes. And it's like, you can't, you can't compete with that. In a weird way, you know, it, it almost went against them last year because against the Patriots because New England kind of pulled out that um, that uh, you know Atlanta Super Bowl game plan where we're just gonna run a crap ton of plays and tire your defense out to the point where you can't stop us. Uh, but I they also held them to like what seven points in the first half, something like that. Yeah, but it's like you know. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs almost did the same thing in that game. Remember, like they, they, they freaking like made that deficit disappear in a hurry. Yeah, and like, you know, the dude's gonna get his, but it's like at this point they're just scoring so much and so efficiently that I just don't, I don't know how that's even remotely a viable strategy to just try to tire out their defense because you still have to score at some point. You have to keep up. How do you feel? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, how do you feel about Patrick Mahomes? Do you, do you like do you like him as a player? Do you like him as a person and stuff? Do you do you, do you well, what's your take on the guy? Do uh, you love do you like him or you or you hate you love to hate him or? <laughs> um. Well, put it this way: uh, when you sort of slice and dice him next to the other like great quarterbacks in the league, he's exactly what the NFL needs. Um, yeah, because like think about it. we got Eli who just retired. Brady's on his way to retirement in a couple out. years. Breeze and can't play it forever. Ben's, Rivers Ben's probably, on his way out. Rivers, Rivers on probably his way like out. in a couple like he's probably got like maybe two more years left in him. I mean there is a, there's gonna be like Cam Newton might probably not gonna be the same. Who knows? So a lot. So we're pretty much got what uh, Mahomes, Russ, and. Lamar. Uh, and Lamar Watson. and uh, Watson and uh, and Rodgers and then Andrew Luck was retired. Yeah. So we don't. And I mean, have... I think Rodgers is much more in the first group too. He's much closer to the end of his career than he is the beginning of it. So he's still got like um, another like four good years left in him. Probably four to but, five. But who knows? You know. And so I don't know. I mean, I think you know every generation has its elite players come in, and I mean. He's good in the commercials, you know. He seems like a super, like, cool, likable guy. Like, I mean, nothing gross has come out about him yet. Well, so actually, I think- yeah, uh, a little bit. Back in, like, 2012, 2013, about, like, uh, uh, he was, like, being supportive of the police during the whole Zimmerman stuff happened and stuff. No. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, like, talking about the support of uh, the police and, like, I guess, like... I don't know. Like he, he wasn't like. Um, I, I don't think he was like ugly about it. He was just like you know, 
re- really pro police during the time when like you know like uh, can we trust police or sort not? Of, right, sort of. Like, so be in support, but not, you know, supporting anything that might view as controversial. Yeah. I mean... I mean, to be fair, he's also biracial, too, so make of that what you will. So... Yeah. I don't know. I can't... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a weird one. I don't know how... Yeah, Google that, but, like, it just just came out, like... I think I saw it, like, last week or something. Like, came out, like... eh, Huh, weird timing there. Like, he's playing, like, the biggest game of his career. But, you know, because, <laughs> so. well, you know, everyone's going through, you know, your back Twitter feed and stuff. and Yeah. But, you know, it's... Kissing titties. He... Okay. <laughs> but I look at it like this, though. I don't know. I don't think that's anywhere near as bad as, say, well, first, like, being on Twitter. Josh Allen? Being on Twitter, going with the N-word. Josh or, you know... Uh, or saying other kinds of gross. He's I don't know that he's a Trump supporter, so you know we can't we can't do that either. Uh, <laughs> and he, as far as I know, has not like beaten or raped anyone. So that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like I, I guess that's sort of in the back of my mind as we're watching like Antonio Brown like melt the fuck down. He's uh, no he he he's a snowman as a puddle now, dude. Yeah, and then like, like that dude is at this point he's like it's time for the sun. Is, the sun is like evaporating him now. I don't. I mean, one way or another, I don't know how he doesn't end up going to jail over this. And it's just, whew, well, boy, that dude needs honestly needs help. Honestly, I think I think it's more punishment of him never getting back in the league because as you can tell, as yeah. you can tell, like the reality has set in. Like nobody wants him, and he desperately wants to play, but. When you burn pretty much every bridge, and you, you have made yourself go- that radioactive that like no one in the NFL will touch you, like that literally his Hall of Fame level of talent isn't enough to outweigh. You know, everyone XFL. Get, everyone gets second chances in the NFL. Literally everyone, second, and he's, third, fourth, and he is so freaking radioactive that he can't even get it. He, you know, so radioactive, radioactive. So he could play for the XFL. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, that's sort of my point. I Patrick, I, the man. I like Mahomes a lot. Uh, Mahomes. He has a weird voice. You sound uh, like Bert, man, he, from he Sesame really Street. Does. I can't yeah, even. We properly... won the game. I'll have to work on my Mahomes voice. Casey but... says he's he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> he, Damn. Did, he did look like a Muppet. We had that hat on and oh, with that curly hair and that goofy smile, like dorky smile. And he sounds yeah. like somebody from Sesame Street, man. But you know what, dude? <laughs> it's also significant because what did they say too? He's like one of he's like one of the youngest quarterbacks ever to start a Super Bowl too. So like that's a big deal that and, he's doing this in his freaking third season and not like, being and not being carried by like you know his defense. He's the, he is right. he is the team. Yeah. Like Russell Wilson did it, but he was honestly he was carried by the Legion of Boom. He didn't really have to do much. Well, he was. I mean, Russ was no. I mean, Russ was no Trent Dilfer. Like he he <laughs> was still like good quarterback even back then, but he was not the like all world crazy. You know, shoot his defense freaking twenty point crazy freaking point guard. You know that he is now. Yeah, um, like his defense, but, especially in spotted him like twenty eight, including like Percy Harvin. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, I think the league is in good hands with the you know sort of young crop of stars that it has, and hopefully you know they can. 
build around them, and mm-hmm. hopefully Deshaun Watson doesn't play his whole career on a bad team. Uh, he can join New England. Yeah. Man, it, don't even give me wet dream material. Man. <laughs> I really wonder what 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 Bill's going to do. What if what if we uh what if <laughs> What if Brady just goes to uh, say, uh not San Diego, but LA the LA Chargers and we're in need of a quarterback and then like Belichick's like oh. and like Belichick and McDaniel's get together and like okay, we 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 can get this guy like to replace him and we can fix him because he's got an upside and they and they hire Jameis Winston. <laughs> I I'm be honest, man. And we get a Roberto Aguayo as well. The kick field goals. If we end up with either like Jameis or freaking uh, Philip Rivers, I feel like that's a last single person left at the bar type scenario where you're just kind of like, shit. I guess I'm going home with you. Hey, now Jameis, though, he got upside, but he's just a turnover machine, just like, <laughs> yep. but yo, uh, but I, anyway, I like, I really like the, I don't know, 49ers for the upset and for Jimmy G to get a ring, but, oh, actually, yeah, we didn't even look at who's, but Mahomes, who's favorite, hold but on, but Mahomes and, uh, and Andy Reid, Andy Reid getting that first ring. So I can never remember what these fucking gambling numbers mean. The Chiefs are minus one. Does that mean they're favored to win? I uh, yeah, but not by like a big margin. Right. They're essentially saying it's a push. Yeah. Um, which sounds seems about right. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited though. I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be dope, man. Like it's gonna be a blast. Yeah, I'm not like fully. I'm not like emotionally invested in these two teams. So that way I can go to like my mom's house. Eat some chicken wings and just like hang just, out. Yeah, have and, fun. And if I fall, and if I fall asleep during the Super Bowl, hey, I mean, which I don't normally do, but if I fall asleep during the Super Bowl, like, hey, I mean, my team's not playing, so hey, I can't imagine that I will either. It's just it's gonna be like the first Super Bowl I watch in a while, where I really don't care too much of who wins. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So. <laughs> The last, yeah, the last 20, one was the Niners and the Ravens, but in your case, though, you 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 hated the Ravens, and yeah. I and I wanted like Kaepernick to win too. So I actually was rooting for the Niners, but yeah, no, and because we were both pulling for the Panthers and fifteen, and then then New England from like fourteen was New England, and thirteen was the Seahawks, the and that sixteen was, sort of a was New England, anyway. and seventeen yeah. was New England, and eighteen was New England, yeah. and nineteen. It's been a while since there's been like a non-stressful Super Bowl, so or a non-Patriots Super Bowl. I'm here for it, man. Weirdly it's, it's enough, so it's so weird not seeing. It's kind of relieving, but it's it's weird, but it's also kind of relieving that the New England's not in there. So that way, like. There's no Patriot fatigue. We kind of get a break from that. Yeah, and we don't have just everyone. Because what happens, yeah, what's happened the last few years when they make the Super Bowl is everyone just spends the two weeks just complaining about the Patriots the whole time. (laughs) And that just doesn't make for good television. It doesn't make for good analysis. It doesn't make for good comment sections. It just, the whole thing sucks. Uh, It's fun for us. But it's not it's like really fun for people, anybody else. Yeah, the NFC gets to play for second place. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, whatever, I man. mean, like, but it was, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, though, like, you know, it might sound blasphemous, but it was kind of cool seeing, like, New England lose to, like, you know, the Eagles. 
Hey, yeah, everybody, like, you know, everybody had fun that night. Everybody got their sort of cathartic moment and the mm-hmm. Brady strip sack and everything. So, hey, man, whatever. But, like, it's it's interesting of now, like, because I, I was telling I was talking to Casey, like, my, my favorite Super Bowl is, like, the first one. And, uh, like the first one, the second one, because like I felt like I was I was seen and treated like I was like a Russian spy because I come in the next day in middle school like oh, no. wearing like wearing my jersey and I look like I just like betrayed like the, my country because it was Panthers Panthers country. But that one, the second one, and the um, twenty eight to three one are like my yeah. favorite ones. The other ones are just kind of like eh. <laughs> Especially last year's, yeah, it, it ain't gonna oh. be like last year's like oh. Snorefest. It, this this no one. no no it's, one. it's gonna be good. Um, it's gonna be hard hitting, and, and it's gonna be a lot of scoring this time. I uh, yeah, I'll never forget twenty eight to three, man. Although shout outs though to twenty fourteen. I don't know. I just like that was such a crazy crazy night, and that was the left shark game uh, <laughs> and the halftime show. <laughs> And uh, and just the absolute craziness at the end. I think it, but like a huge part of the like Patriots thing as it is 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 like unknown, unheralded players from the bottom of the roster stepping up and making plays at inopportune moments. And you know that guy turned out to be really good. And it's sad that his story with the team ended very poorly. But yeah, you know he made the play of his life, and you know was in tears afterwards. And yeah. I don't know that that genuinely moved me. Does, um, does does he make an impact if he's able if he doesn't break his uh, break his wrist and he's able to play against the Chiefs last week? Maybe it doesn't change anything. I don't. But, but it's an extra like you know corner. If okay, <laughs> like peak Ty Law showing up and taking the field and some sort of temporal paradox would not have changed the outcome of that game. Oh God. <laughs> I'm not convinced that three... Revis? Peak Revis? I'm not convinced that, like, two peak tie laws and a peak Revis showing up suddenly would have changed the outcome of that game. Of, like, Chiefs-Titans? Given, including... (laughs) I'll even give them a week to study the playbook. Oh, my... I I still... And watch film. I still don't think it would... They'd win that game. What about the Legion of Boom, though? (laughs) Maybe if the entire Legion of Boom showed up, this is such a bizarre hypothetical. I mean, you saw what they did to like the uh, the receiving corpse of like you know uh, of the, rec- the Broncos. They just they just beat them up at the, the receiving line of corpse. Dang, they they turn them into corpse. I was going to say, that. yeah, no cannibal were, corpse. They started as a core <laughs> and ended as a corpse. Um, but they do say corpse though, like uh, like uh, I guess C O R P A S or something like the corpse or something. I don't know. That's uh, that's that's pronounced core. Oh, we've actually had this discussion on the show before. Really, <laughs> I don't remember that, but but I just remember them jamming them I up at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. yeah, that's what pretty much like. Can you imagine, like, because Tyreek Hill, I think those guys can like take it and jammed at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he doesn't get jammed very much because he can just run past people. Oh yeah. Plus, oh yeah, they have their own Travis Kelsey. They got George Kittle. It's true. I like how George Kittle does a. Um, he he uh, does like a thing um, that was from that's from AEW wrestling. It's like Cerro uh, Mierto or something. Like it was like does. Spanish for like no fear. Like it's like Cerro Mierto. So look it up. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Pen- uh, Pentagon Junior, man. <laughs> Pentagon Junior. Now that's a that is that is a luchador name. Wow. Pentagon Junior, and he was and he has like a a skull mask with like some um. 
colored contacts. <coughs> oh, damn, I'm getting choked up here. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. Dude, Pentagon uh, Junior. <laughs> no, I like that George Kittle looks exactly like Macaulay Culkin does now. Dang, um, that's fun. George George Kittles and bits. I like it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, George George left. He wanted to find us some stuff to start a fire. He went to look for Kitling. Dang. Kint- kintling. Now that doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's detox. Well, I don't really know what to say. I'm like Tony, like uh, Tony D. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, and, uh, and uh, any given Sunday. Let's just put that speech here and call it an episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Nah, I, I don't want to copyright infringe like the most epic, like you know, pregame sports speech ever in a movie. I'll get sued by Al Pacino. I <laughs> still <laughs> like like Oliver gets sued by Oliver Stone. <laughs> Um, what comes to mind, especially what I've been going through stuff, like uh, a lot of times we talk about these uh, detoxes for, um, I guess, based off of our life and stuff. Thank you. <laughs> he just turns the mic to me. And um, one thing that I guess I still struggle with, and we've talked about this stuff on the show before, and it's like your confidence and stuff, being confident in yourself. So like today's detox is just like your worth, like seeing the worth in yourself because if it was easy everybody would like have like and that's like putting like outliers of like you know with like mental health and stuff like that but generally speaking if people like cheered for themselves or believed in themselves just as much as like they believe in their sports teams or other people or you know if they did all that if they were their biggest cheerleader for themselves Life would be a lot easier for a lot of people. And, uh, I mean, think about it. We are, like, who's our worst critics? Ourselves. Always. Like, it's, and, like, it's just like, like, we, we're hard on ourselves. And we're like, we think, oh, man, I cannot do this. Like, oh, I'll never do this and that. Why bother and stuff like that. Like, and I face that, you know, my job, like, certain, like, standards haven't been able to meet yet. But and I'm just like, oh man, well, dang, I never will get this. I'm just gonna get fired and stuff because I'm just not good enough. But the key word is me saying I'm not good enough because I'm I'm automatically defeating myself because I'm I'm setting the ceiling low for myself because I'm not having that confidence in myself instead of being like, okay, well, okay, I'm not where I should be, but I'll get better. I'll get stronger instead of like oh my gosh, I'm doomed. And I think a lot of people suffer from that because when things aren't going right and stuff, we we we, we lack the ability to like pick ourselves up easily because you notice how easy it is and Casey gets on to me a lot. I can give top-notch advice to other people, but then when it comes to me going through a similar thing, I can't take my own damn advice. Casey has to say, like, well, remember what you told me this? Or you told uh, uh, Dan or anybody this? It's like, you, maybe you should follow, follow your own advice, love bug. Your brain kind of twists you into a knot and makes you think, oh, well, this is totally different. 
you know, and it's yeah. like, no, no, it really isn't. Yeah. It's like, no, it's easy to t- tell that to somebody. <clears throat> it is easier to tell, like, to tell people what to do or easier to uh, give off advice and stuff or, or to, to be somebody's cheer- strong cheerleader be like, yo, you could do it, man. You could do it. But then when it comes to looking in the mirror, we're like, I can't do it. Like, I just got through telling this person they can do it. And then the the same thing, like, for me, I'm saying you can't do it. And it's just... And you'd never say that to somebody else, right? You know, it's entirely a weird thing that we, like, self-inflict for some reason. It's also, too, like, if someone comes to you for advice, you're you're trying your damnedest to not give bad advice. Like, your your goal is, you're like, I'm going to totally give some bad advice. So the person, like feels discouraged and like coming to me for anything ever again <clears throat> it's just like that human nature we want to help others yeah but it's just a very different ball game when it comes to helping ourselves it's so much hard for us to help ourselves and it, it gets into that confidence of like it, it becomes a confidence thing like knowing your worth like knowing that you are worth it because if you are able to be a cheerleader for yourself and be like, hey, I can do anything that I set my mind to. And hey, if things don't go right, hey, I can, st- hey, I can, st- I'm still gonna be all right. And having that will, and then having that strong mindset to be like, okay, I'm gonna be okay. Or hey, don't sell yourself short. And it, like you're, you know, the the slogan, keeping it simple, like keep it simple, stupid. If we could like believe in our own selves, like we believe in everything in anything else, like how we believe in our patriots and all that when they came back from 28 to 3, like can you imagine how how much of a force each of us could be? If if we had that drive, if we could cheer for our teams and and show that utmost support for outside forces or 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 people outside ourselves, Imagine what we could accomplish by doing that with ourselves, and that's where I'm, and that's where I'm coming in. Believing in yourself, being confident, loving yourself, and like being like, "Hey, I'm worth this," and like I'm not gonna let things stop me. Like, yes, there's things that are gonna like get us down. Like, I'm not saying for like not let anything get you down because we're human, but. Remember that you are an awesome person and that other people think you're awesome as well. Even on your worst days, you you are still an awesome person. And that's and that's where things need and that's where that's really important. When things aren't so awesome, remember that you're still awesome. Because uh, knowing uh, not losing the sight of what you're worth. And when you have that confidence to go in and you believe in yourself, you are a force to be reckoned with. And like, and it's just with, with it's just with like anything, like uh, not just believe in yourself too, but like, you know, with relationships and stuff like, you know, with like, uh, you know, like say like, um, I mean, this is like, I guess uh, with a grain of salt, but um and there's, there's a lot of other factors to it, but you know how, like, a lot of people are in, like, you know, um, like, re- like abusive relationships or something, like, um, like, the physical ones, like, of course, like, that's, you know, like, that's really bad, and that has its, you know, effects, but, like, that's, what about the mental aspect? Yeah. Like, the, like your, that significant other says, like, 
It's like, hey, you're nothing without me. And then you're around that long enough and you believe you start believing it. And then like that, that you're looking at another person for your worth. While it should be the other way around, like, hey, I am be in charge of my worth. And then having that confidence to to strut along because that like when you when you give like the power to somebody else like that, that can be very dangerous. And that's why having that confidence and having that worth, like that ultimate self-worth is is very important. So I'm going to try to make this quick just because I have a God, my headache has not gone away. No, um, shoot. And this might sound sort of depressing at first, but I'm headed to a. I'm headed towards a point. True. Don't don't um, worry about being depressed, man. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because I, it's. I think it might sound at first like I'm contradicting your point, and I'm not. Go for it. Um, <laughs> we could be like first taking debate. <laughs> no, no. This is actually me just being long winded and agreeing with you. I generally think, particularly among people our age and maybe younger, I don't know that many Gen Zer people. Gen Zer, <laughs> but I feel like I see a just massive amount of fatalism, of a, a whole hell of a lot of like, yeah, the deck stacked against me, so why bother? And mm-hmm. everyone just wants to do nothing but dwell on that fact. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not a delusion. Like I I don't think we live in a in a terribly just world in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one that the universe is chaotic and random, and two that you know. Again, I'm not. This is not about politics or the economy or whatever. But just in general, you know, I don't think the society in which we live is like a terribly great place to live right now. But. So, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to just beat yourself into the ground by just repeating these things over and over again to yourself to the point where you just don't want to even try? Don't you like, just give into the system at that point? Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, especially, you know, honestly, when there's bad people in charge, they win when you give up. Uh, yeah. And... It, and again, I don't even necessarily mean that in a sort of like political sense, in the sense of just like they win when you like give up on like living your life. Yeah. You know, and you can absolutely like be aware of and acknowledge the just vast web of injustices that just like crisscross our lives at every turn. And believe me, it's almost impossible for me to ignore at times and makes it almost impossible for me to be happy at times. Mm hmm. You know, I also know what I'm worth. Yeah. To your point, and I believe that I deserve good things and that good things are possible for me, and I'm trying. And I mean, life isn't a meritocracy. Just because you try doesn't mean you'll succeed. You're not guaranteed success based on your effort. But you, your chances are a lot higher when you don't give up. But <laughs> right, if you mm-hmm. just freaking pass the ball every time it comes to you, no, you're never going to score. I yep. mean, you know, for the umpteenth tired sports and, metaphor. And, and sometimes but, you miss twenty-seven straight threes. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? All those guys freaking picked up and came back the next year and tried again. Yep. You know, like yep. Sometimes. And crazy shit happens and 
life, you know, takes a dump on you. And but it doesn't mean you're worthless, and it doesn't mean that you deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I want, yeah, I want people to try to put freaking effort into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like live your life is now. Your life isn't later when you pay off your student loans or whatever. It's now. That's my that's my thesis is try. You said something really critical to me that you said like if if, if this was like Pee Wee's Playhouse, you you said like the secret word. Let's live. Do you remember years ago? I told you about what my late dad said to my mother live yeah because your our time is finite like we're we're all going to die someday sorry to sound depressive but it's it's the reality so you only get a certain amount of time to be on this earth and to you just and that's the time you have to maximize that the best you can and that's enjoying like the the big things and the little things even the and even like the bad moments using those as like fuel and like learning experiences to like you know fund those like those good experiences but like living it's like just enjoying your time on earth man yeah and like that's what my father uh, had done throughout his life and he relayed that same message to to my mom and like she really like has taken that when she was stride and you know, she relayed that message to me years ago and um yeah it just like yes we all we all complain and yes i'm not saying like you can't do that stuff but sometimes though like as you said you know trying to make a uh, be a better you for tomorrow because yeah. like if you don't try nothing really changes Sorry for the low layoff because, um, you know, hey, we got lives and, and stuff. But we do this for the love of the game. It's great to be here. Like uh, I gutted through thir- that tonight, man, because that's how much I enjoy doing this. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to this podcast here. And, like, we just love uh, like, love whatever audience week that can come and listen. Uh, it's, it's been a blast, as always. Yeah, where it's one, two, five, seven hundred. It's definitely two. <laughs> one day we'll have 700 listeners. I would love that. Yeah. But in the one meantime. One of them will be James Harden. Oh, my. <laughs> and Zion Williamson. Hey, <laughs> but yo, he's he's all about this, you know, the new new age social media crap. So you know, uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> follow us on uh, social media. What is it like? Still like a uh, uh, DVZ Sports Show with two S's on Twitter. Two? That's yep. that's our our handle on Twitter. Our Twitter? email address is dvdcastpod at gmail.com Word uh, life. I John forget Cena. what our Instagram is. <laughs> I think it's DVD cast pod probably. Follow us guys and uh, like we are we own uh, like Podbeam. You can also catch us on iTunes. I have a link there. And we're, uh, on, we're on Spotify. Spotify. That's we, like my we, favorite that's my favorite like uh, platform there, Spotify. We have spotted several fives since we since we were uploaded there. Um, the Jackson Five. We uh, <laughs> we have been uh, we I can't remember if I said this in the last episode, but we have been approved on the Google 
whatever the hell that is, Google Play Podcast Google Network, Play. whatever that is. So we're on we're on pretty much all the big ones now. Big uh, ones. Uh, Google and Spotify and all that crap. Uh, so yeah, find us. I don't know wherever you're already finding us. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you Google us, you don't get us on YouTube, unfortunately. But uh, we are the second. Uh, we are the second result. If you Google Dan versus D, so on, on Player FM, um, which oh, is I weird because that's a weird like. These are all like aggregator sites that clearly are like grabbing our stuff from iTunes or something. Look, it says, "Look, my look, Patrick, Patrick, my homies yep. <laughs> in iHeart.com." Yeah, we dish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I I want to say that our all-time plays don't count the old ones from SoundCloud. So okay, um, but yeah, we dish you. Uh, has 11 downloads in the last 30 days. That's Ooh. something. Uh, <laughs> I forget how I that... I think over half of that was because of the title by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here we go, statistics. Um, yes, no, our downloads have gone down 81%. <laughs> Still 24 in the last 30 days. Bad. Uh, we've been downloaded in Turkey. Oh my god. Holy shit. And oh. the Philippines. Oh my god. Turkey. With pillory mounds. I'm surprised that we like potatoes. got through government censorship over there. Oh man! Uh, most ever episodes we had downloaded in a month was December 2019. We had 58 downloads that month. Wow, that's that's a lot for us. All right, um, we um, wish you guys like uh, good days ahead. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah. Eat lots of food and stuff. Yeah, have some good food. Make a freaking pizza if you want. And uh, also, like earlier, we said, love yourself and uh, remember your worth. Yes. Um, What do you got to say, Dan? I wish I could just hug you all, but I'm not gonna. But someday he will. Peace. Good night, everybody. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> oh, man, we didn't do an I'm not going to be here joke this episode. Oh, Wait, well. how about now? Like, um, um, well, I think, uh, I think you know, vis-a-vis the Patriots playoff hopes, I think, uh, you know, keep talking about uh, next week, but they ain't going to be, be here. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. We love you, Magic. Never change. <laughs> Magic Johnson.